Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Sparky Five at 12:50 a.m. The fan in Milwaukee. Follow me on uh, Twitter at uh, Sparky Radio. Uh, the other guy here, as always, Ryan Horvath. Bet MGM tonight, weeknights, Monday through Friday, part of the BetQL Radio Network. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath, and he is he is back. He's making his return. We had him on earlier in the year, prior to the Packers playing the Lions. Our guy, nine one one Jeff Rieger from ninety seven one, the ticket in Detroit. Follow him on Twitter. Ed Rieger, 1984, uh, of course, a former employee of the fan uh, in Milwaukee uh, for a brief time, but it felt like he was here for like five years and it really was only a few months. But uh, for whatever reason, the relationship has always been uh, strong between Rieger and the fans and everybody that worked with Rieger back in the day. The impact you made, Rieger, was just phenomenal in just the brief time you were here. Yes, I'm like a bad disease. You know, I got in, I created a whole lot of havoc and I got the heck out. I do remember... I'm the only guy, I think, in the history of the world to move to Milwaukee for a job and only spend the winter there. Like, everybody always talks about the summer, how great right. the summer is. Never experienced the summer. I lasted four months in the winter. Rieger, based on your partying, I'm glad you didn't make it Summerfest because you may have been lost uh, at Summerfest at some point. Because yeah. you, you the, Rieger here could get, get out and party on Water Street. He could get down with it, Rieger. Yeah, I'm a different kind of guy now. As you know, children will change you. Yes, so, um, absolutely. not so much partying. Usually I'm in bed at like 1030. Yeah, so there you go. Yes, dad life. Horvat knows all about dad life uh, as great. well. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so Horvat, before the season started, our, our guy Rieger here said the Lions were going to make the playoffs. You remember? Uh, and then we got him on, and he was laughing at himself, being like, I really screwed this one up. Like, clearly they're not going to make the playoffs. This is the same old Detroit Lions, old deal. That's how this is going to go. Well, here we sit, Rieger, and uh, Seahawks, uh, if they win, you guys are done, not going and play spoiler. Seahawks lose, uh, then the Lions are playing for the same thing as the Packers, win and you're, win, win and you're in Sunday night football. Uh, how are we feeling about your Detroit Lions since last we talked, Rieger? All right, so um, I'm going to flip-flop again. Obviously, oh, I, I just wanted to tell you both, everybody watching, I mean, I called it, obviously, right? Get out of here. Stop. <laughs> No, I did think because the NFC is so bad, I did think at the start of the season that with a nice offseason that the Lions could take a leap, and why couldn't they be an 8-9 win team? And here they are, an 8-win team. Now, I'm not going to give myself any credit because at 1-6, and six, I abandoned ship. I called for Dan Campbell to be fired. I made fun of him, and I thought they were going to be just these same old Lions. But something weird happened. They beat you guys. Yeah, They beat the Packers mm-hmm. at Ford Field, and they railed off 6-7. of seven. Then they got smoked at Carolina. They gave up 321 yards rushing. And then they beat the Bears. And I know the Bears aren't good, obviously. And I know Justin Fields, I think he got hurt during that game that nobody really talks about because he torched the Lions early. Then it looked like he tweaked something and then kind of wasn't the same guy. And he's not going to play this week either. So his season essentially over. But I'll give a ton of credit to the Lions because Dan Campbell kept saying, we're close, we're close. And I kept mocking him. The owner came out and said, listen, we believe in this. This is a teardown. Give us time. And now look at them. It's like they don't even know how to lose anymore. They do everything the same old Lions don't do. They finish games. They don't really make dumb mistakes. We're not looking at these like black swan events where they find the craziest ways to lose that the entire nation is talking about. 
Like, they are a totally different team. Now, they got a lot of uphill battling to do. I think it's a tough thing to ask to make the postseason because I think Seattle, obviously, is probably going to beat the Rams. With that being said, the second best thing would be to knock out Aaron Rodgers because that is the next hurdle. Lions fans and all of them will tell you, you got to knock out Rodgers because even though they've beaten Rodgers in the last game of the season, it never mattered. Like they beat him in like 2018, 2019. Rodgers got concussed. You guys stunk. The Lions stunk. Even last year, they beat him in the last game of the season. Rodgers didn't play in the second half. But go back to 2016 for the division at Ford Field. Rodgers beat the Lions. 2014 for the division at Lambeau Field. Rodgers beat the Lions. Hell, go back to 2011. Matt Flynn beat the Lions through for 17 touchdowns <laughs> when the Lions had a chance at a, a play a home playoff game. So Lions fans, if all they can do is beat Rodgers, they'll take it. They just want to beat Aaron Rodgers. They want Rodgers to die, essentially. <laughs> and Jeff, that's why, you know, I do the Bet MGM tonight, and we're yeah. obviously talking about the line because I think four and a half, I think that's a lot of points for Detroit. I don't know that Green Bay's four and a half points better than this Lions team. I mean, look at it like this. Minnesota came to town last week, and Green Bay was a three and a half point favorite. I think Detroit proved they're a better team than Minnesota. But I think people have this idea that if Seattle just takes care of business and Detroit's eliminated for Sunday night football, that there's going to be no effort. And like to those people, did they not watch hard knocks? Did they, did they not see Dan Campbell guaranteed they're going to give full effort on Sunday night, even if they're eliminated. Correct. So I'm kind of conflicted, right? Like I do think it's player nature. I think it's human nature that if you can't go to the postseason, I think the Packers are going to be hungrier. I don't think there's any question about that. With that being said, the lions might be more dangerous I mean, the Lions don't care if they lose at that point, so they could be unpredictable. Go back and watch the Rams-Lions game in Los Angeles last year. Dan Campbell's calling for fake punts on fourth and 27. I'm, I'm like kidding, but not really. Like, So he has no issue just trying to beat you. He also knows that, if anything, his fan base just wants to beat the Packers and keep you guys out of the postseason. So I, I do think you'll have the upper hand. Because you need to win and go to the postseason. But yes, I think the Lions are not going to roll over. They're going to give a ton of effort. One thing is really ironic. So Quandry Diggs, who used to play for the Lions, yeah. he's a safety. He's now playing in Seattle. He's already reached out to Detroit, begging Detroit to beat the Packers. So then the Seattle Seahawks go to the playoffs. So maybe just maybe the Seahawks are overlooking the Rams a little yeah. bit. And possibly Baker Mayfield, who's looking for a gig. I, I don't think Sean McVay wants to lose to a divisional opponent. I think McVay would love to kill Pete Carroll's season. If by the off chance that the Rams win that game and the Lions get to play and the winner goes, it's going to be super interesting. And I really like the Rams actually in that game, not only with the points, I think that they're going to win the game plus 220 right. on the money line. I mean, McVay's own Seattle. Yeah. Baker Mayfield playing for his job. And even like somebody like Cam Akers, who it is, he was a disaster to start the season. He's playing his best football right now. Uh, last time we had you on, I do owe an apology to Dan Campbell because I called him a glorified gym teacher. I want to get your thoughts on not only Dan Campbell, his coaching job this year, but also I think offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. I think he's tremendous. What is he, 36 years old? I think he'll probably be a head coach soon. Look what he's done with Jared Goff. And then Jared Goff, like that threesome. They're all probably back next year. Uh, just your confidence level in all of them. Because Goff looks great in a dome and at home. On the road, though, and when he's pressured, he's a little sensitive still there. Not great outside in cold weather. But I think, obviously, you have to commit to all three of those guys, right? 
Okay, so first of all, Goff, you're dead right on. The reason I actually don't think the Lions win this football game is because they're not the same team in the elements. And I don't know what the temperature is going to be at Lambeau, but Goff's home road splits are complete 180 of each other. At home, he's got 22 touchdowns. He's got four interceptions. He's got a rating of like 101. On the road, I think he's throwing for six touchdowns, and he's got like five interceptions, and he's got a rating of like 84. So he's not the same dude. It's interesting, though. He hasn't turned over the ball in six games. So hopefully that doesn't start on Sunday. But Goff has proven enough. He'll be back next year. He's under contract. That's not saying the Lions won't draft the quarterback. That's not saying Goff is the quarterback of the future. I still think it's kind of in limbo. But he's impressed enough people that he'll be the QB next year for sure. As far as Dan Campbell's concerned, I'm with you, man. I owe him an apology. I don't think he cares. But... He is, he's done something that is so rare in Lions legendary history. He was one in six. I thought he was going to be another Lions head coach that got fired and never be a head coach again. And somehow, I don't know how, he found a way to get this team to buy in. They beat you guys. They won six of seven. They did the unthinkable. They clawed out of a one and six hole. Now, for the Packers to climb out of a four and eight hole, you do that every six years. It's Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. I get it. Not the biggest of shocks, right? But for the Lions to do it, it's truly remarkable. So, Dan Campbell, I think everybody in Detroit now believes in him. Ben Johnson, you mentioned him, the OC. He's been outstanding. I think people in Detroit need to start a smear campaign on Ben Johnson. Because he's going to get head coaching candidates. He's going to be. He's going to get head coaching interviews, yeah. and we don't want him to leave. So if we can just start right here, that Ben Johnson smells. Maybe, 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 maybe he doesn't recycle. Maybe we get all these negative things on him out there, so he won't be a head coach elsewhere. Because I got news for you, I do believe he's going to get head coaching interviews this year, and I would not be shocked if somebody hires him. He's been outstanding. So. As you call it, the threesome of Johnson, Goff, Campbell, they've been outstanding for Detroit. And it's wild, man, because they've gone from nobody trusting in any of them to now you're begging for Johnson to stick around. You want to extend Campbell and everybody's calling radio station saying that Goff is the guy. And, you know, you fleece the Rams because you got two first round picks and you gave away Stafford. Yeah. I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier about uh, this Lions team, win or loss based on Seattle. I said it earlier in the week on Curtin Long, and I'm going to stick with it. I, I want Seattle to lose. I want I all too. the I want the weight of the world on Jared Goff at Lambeau Field, and I think he's going to throw more interceptions and be more tight uh, and more wrapped up uh, than anything else. And going further, I think you'll see less of that experimental crap and trick player crap from the Lions and Campbell, because they're not going to be trying to do anything stupid to lose a football game. They're probably going to play it a little bit more conservative uh, and try and win this football game, you know, fair and square, I guess you could say. So from my perspective as a Packer fan, I want the Seahawks to lose. I want the Lions knowing, hey, if we win, we're in. Because I think actually in a weird way, it's going to make them tighter and maybe not as good, Jeff. You might be right. You might be right. I, I tell you this. I think losing the Carolina the way they lost the Carolina, they gave up 321 yards rushing. I think that was probably the best thing that could have happened to the Lions. Now, sure, if they would have won because Seattle lost and the right. and um, the, the Giants lost that day and Washington lost, then, yeah, maybe they'd already be in the postseason. They would have already had the seventh spot. But I do think that loss has reminded this team how you can't play 
But when push comes to shove, and maybe I'm stuck in the past, Sparky, and I would agree with you, when it's all on the line, they talk a good game, they're prepared for this game. I think the one thing you didn't mention is what's going to kill the Lions. I think it's Aaron Rodgers. I, I do. Aaron Rodgers, when you were 4-8, and eight, he said we could do this, right? And then a Monday Night Football, and by the way, Detroit knows about this. Monday Night Football, when Lisa Salter said you got three games above three to, against three teams that are above 500 coming up, he immediately corrected her and said, no, one of those teams is actually 500, and then gave that Aaron Rodgers smirk <laughs> in the camera. Trust me, Detroit has taken that as a slight. I think Detroit would like nothing better than to beat Rodgers, but I don't think they will because I can't see that dude in a win for the postseason game, legacy on the line. I can't see that dude losing. And your special teams is good. Your defense just shut down Justin Jefferson. Now, granted, the Lions did at the game um, in Minnesota as well. And then he set a, a Vikings record when they played at the Dome or at the Ford Field the other day. I just cannot see the Lions going in the Lambeau in a must-win game, a chance to prove you're different, a chance to show the fan base that we're finally here. All we have to do is slayer and drive the, the dragon of Aaron Rodgers. I can't see it. I just can't see it. And again, maybe it's me being caught up in everything I've witnessed over my life, but I don't see Aaron Rodgers losing a game like that. I don't see you winning four in a row. To get back to a chance, the precipice of the postseason, and then losing that game in front of a sold-out Lambo on Sunday night football, and the elements, and the fans, and the cheese, and everything else, <laughs> I just don't see it. I would love it for it to happen. I don't see it. Other than uh, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, and the cold weather, what concerns you the most You know, for the Lions in this game? Is it their defense? I mean, I think uh, Hutchinson, I think he deserves some rookie of the year love. Okuda's been a little bit better when healthy this year, but uh, the secondary is still a little bit of a mess at times this season. Is that your biggest concern, I guess, for Sunday night? No, I would say, okay, first of all, the, the biggest concern, there's, there's a couple, right? They don't run the ball nearly as well on the road as they do at home. And they ran the ball great against the Bears, but it's the Bears, right? Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. The Lions owned the Bears the other day, too. Big deal. It's the Bears. So I, I would like to see the run game get going. The Lions have a good offensive line. But I think you hit the nail on the head. During this four-game winning streak for the Packers, it's been pretty much a combination of everything. Like, for instance, you needed Tua to get concussed to throw three turnovers in the second half to win that game. You, you, you needed Jair Alexander and company to shut down Justin Jefferson. And then, of course, you smoked them. And Kirk Cousins kept throwing picks. I don't think you've seen a Rodgers game yet in this four-game winning streak. Am I wrong about this? I don't think you've seen a vintage Aaron Rodgers, four touchdowns, 350 yards. No. Let's air it out, and let's put a dagger in it. Now, you don't think it can happen, but against that Lions secondary, you mentioned Akuda. He hasn't been as good recently. They brought – they. They, they, they're getting Deshaun Elliott back, which is good in the safety position. Kirby Joseph has been good, but I still think the Lions are vulnerable to big passes. And I would think Aaron Rodgers unleashes on Sunday night. You disagree with this, Sparky. You're shaking your head. Uh, no, I don't you necessarily. Too. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with it necessarily. Uh, but Rodgers, 
we we've had several opportunities where we thought Rodgers was going to finally have that game. Horvat and I were like, okay, this is the week. Here we go. He's going to have his breakout game, and then it just doesn't happen. Yeah, Jeff, he hasn't thrown for 300 yards, I believe, since week 12 of last season. Okay. And, and, I thought it was going to happen against you guys a couple weeks ago, and then the next thing I, I'm watching the game, and he's throwing passes to David Bakhtiari in the back of the end zone for some reason. The tackle, be- who can't play four quarters, but yet he's out there running routes for some reason. I promised myself I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it, and, and I have your audience to witness this, and you'll like this. And again, maybe it's me being just enamored with Rodgers because I've always watched him kick the Lions' ass. Yeah. And I've always loved Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I was thinking about going to take some ayahuasca myself. <laughs> just because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a big Rodgers fan. I'm just impressed with the man, but I'm also scared of him. Yeah. I not only think that you guys win on Sunday, and I think it's a rather easy win. I think you're talking probably 10 to 14 points. I just, that's my read on it. But I think that you then go to San Francisco and get revenge for last year. Agreed. I think, I think you do. And then after that, you would be left with Philly because you would get the top seed. They get the bye. I think you could beat them, too. I could see a Packer run. And it's not just Rodgers-induced. I just think overall you're playing so much better football as a team. I don't think anybody sees it either. I think people just keep looking at when the Lions last beat them, you're not the same team. Now, the Lions aren't the same team either. But I could see – I've seen this way too many times in my life. I could see a run coming on, and it all starts on Sunday. Yeah, Rieger, that's that, that's good stuff. Follow Jeff Rieger on Twitter at Rieger1984. Uh, Jeff Rieger, 97, won the ticket in Detroit. Rieger, you can roll on. I know you are sitting in a parked car somewhere. In my garage, uh, so, yes, yes. Uh, you're, I thought you're, you were at the gas station. I was like, I hope nobody's waiting, you know, <laughs> behind you. Ryan, I don't know about you. Sparky knows this, but when you have a child and they happen to be off, they're on vacation. My daughter's on vacation and my wife works from home. Yeah. This is my spot. Like I, yeah. if I was doing this interview in the house, I'd be being asked for chocolate milk, chips, to fix <laughs> yeah. YouTube. Hey, let's watch Gabby Dollhouse and Bluey. Like, so, so you got to get away for a little, it was between my car and the bathroom. So I chose my car. I'm glad that I could, I'm glad that I see that this works. My son's off today. Actually, my wife has him in the room right now. And I just keep hearing. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah. So, we really oh, appreciate he'll come it. running in, yes. <laughs> Rieger, <laughs> thanks so much, buddy. Take care. Guys, always a pleasure. See ya. You betcha. There he is, uh, Jeff Rieger uh, from 97 won the ticket uh, in Detroit. Uh, okay, so let's let, let's continue onward uh, and, and talking about uh, what we were talking about. And that is uh, th- this whole deal with him saying, well, you know, 10 to 14 points. Okay. I guess, but Rieger in general has always kind of been that negative type vibe dude about his teams. Kind of like, oh, it's just, it's probably not going to happen, right? Kind of like the Lou Holtz type deal. And I don't blame him because, you know, being a long-suffering Bucks fan for all those years, I wasn't buying the Bucks were going to do anything until they actually did it. And I saw that they did it necessarily. Uh, but having said that, you asked Rieger, I'm going to ask you now, Horvat, what's your biggest fear going into this game against the Lions from a Packer fan perspective? My biggest fear is, I know Jeff, I mean, like he said, man, Jared Goff outside of a dome, cold weather, hasn't been as good. Um, Only has six touchdown passes, has turnovers. My concern, and I know they also don't run the ball as well on the road as they do at home, but my concern is that they just gash Green Bay on the ground and run for like 250 yards. Jamal Williams has two touchdowns. He has his revenge game. And that they have enough bulletin board material, and I know that – Everybody doesn't believe in that, but man, Dan Campbell's going to have those guys fired up. And Rodgers did bring up that they were only 500. 
And I'm right. not saying that they've been taking shots, but I feel like if you look at the press clippings, it kind of looks like Green Bay has been overlooking this game. Rodgers been over, has been overlooking this team. And I think we're going to get a hungry Lions team. I think this is going to be a close game. You know, I don't bet against Green Bay, but I would have to take the four and a half with Detroit. I think this is going to come down to a field goal. But that's my biggest concern, man. The defense has been lights out the last month. I think they step up in class here against a really good Lions offense. Look what the Lions did to the Bears last week. I know that's the Bears, but it's still an NFL team. Okay, but let's talk about that for a second. Because when they saw Detroit the last time, correct me if I'm wrong, Chark wasn't playing. DJ Chark, he didn't play in that game, I don't believe. And Jamison Williams, the kid from Alabama, he wasn't healthy enough to play yet. And now they're not using him as much as they probably should be because they're easing him back in. But both of those guys can stretch the field. Both of those guys can present explosive big play opportunities, Horvat. And we've been talking about all week about this cover two, that they've been running a lot of cover two and cover six, and they're trying to keep everybody in front of them. You know the Lions have seen this on tape and so forth, which means if we're going to be playing against these guys underneath, you better make a damn tackle. You better not be missing tackles in the middle of the field because you miss a tackle, you know, seven yards from the line of scrimmage. That dude, whoever it is, could take it to the house uh, and you're running down the sidelines uh, trying to trying to save a score. I think that would be my big concern, like explosive plays. You know, keep them to two or three explosive plays in a game. You can do that and then get your two or three turnovers like you've been doing the last couple of weeks. I think maybe they, they can win by 10 or more points. And I know the Lions are a much better offensive team at home, but, I mean, they only scored 15 points in that game, you have to remember right. as well. And Green Bay did a tremendous job defensively, even against the run. 31 carries, I believe, for Detroit that day for 117 yards. It was Jamal Williams with 24 carries for 81. If, if you could hold that – rushing offense to under a buck 20 they're going to win this football game also the secondary I mean I know that they lose that game but they lost that game because that was one of the worst games we've ever seen from Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense since he's taken over for Favre St. Brown in that game only had four receptions on nine targets I mean Swift was their second leading receiver they scored 15 points in that game if they score 15 points on Sunday night football this is going to be an absolute blowout because the Packers offense just is is much improved since you know week nine of the season or week 10 of the season whenever that game took place but if they run the ball for over 200 yards or over 180 yards I think Green Bay could be in big trouble man because uh then that keeps Aaron Rodgers and that offense on the sidelines do you think it's fair as a Packer fan to expect Rodgers to have a game like Rieger was saying of okay now go get your 300 yards finally go get your three touchdown passes and go look like a guy that used to be an MVP in this league going into the playoffs because again not only do I think it's good for Rodgers to have that big game and get himself up like all right we're good we got this that's the best passing game we've had all year not only does he need it I think the jolt of energy it can bring into this offense and into that locker room him having a huge game going into that first playoff game I think it could be a game changer for him. Completely agree. And I think it's very fair. You look at the contract, you look at the fact that you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. And I know it's not one on one quarterback against quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers should beat Jared Goff 10 out of 10 times in a playoff game situation like this, you know. And you go back to that game, same game. I mean, he was 22 of 43 only in that yep. game. He had 291 yards. That's the closest he's got to 300 since last season. We had a 24.8 QB rating, a 53.3 overall rating in that game, one touchdown, three picks. I think he's going to have revenge on the mind. I think he obviously remembers that performance. It was probably his, his, wor- his worst, like I said, as a Packer. I think it's very fair. I think you need a vintage Aaron Rodgers' performance against this secondary. Now, next week, 
or you go into San Francisco, you can't expect 340, 350 yards against that secondary and that 49ers top five defense. But against this Lions defense, he better look like vintage Aaron Rodgers or else even I'm going to be pissed off. And I'm the president of the Aaron Rodgers fan club because if they don't win this game, I mean, the Lions are a fun story, Sparky, but they're a year away from being a year away. Like this year was about last year. They were in every single game. They just couldn't close out. Now this year you finish 500 around 500. You're a young team that learned how to win. Now next year you go out and you make the playoffs. Green Bay, this team, even if, you know, I know that the defense didn't live up to the hype this year. And I know Aaron Rodgers doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers of the last two years, the MVP Rodgers. But still, there's way too much talent for this team to be sitting at home watching the Seattle Seahawks and this Lions team in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, one other thing, because it's really irritating and I'm really getting sick of it. And not only am I getting sick of it, apparently Stephen A. Smith is getting sick of it. He was on McAfee yesterday and dropped an F bomb and everything else talking about this. Really? Dude, Aaron Rodgers, enough of being Brett Favre. Can we please stop? Please. He put you through this, and now you're doing the same damn thing with this not being committal to play next year. Again, given the opportunity. Hey, make any decisions on next year. Oh, I haven't really got to that point. Dude, enough. Like, the, the answer simply should be, have you seen my wide receivers? I'm coming back. Yeah, we're doing this again. This, this is it. Or if you want I'm even okay if you go ahead and say, hey, man, if we win the Super Bowl, I may ride off in the sunset. We'll see. But that being said, I plan on being back here next year. Like, I'm coming back. I got Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jones, Dylan. We're good. Like, our defense is playing well. This is how I wanted my defense to play all year. They're playing really well the last three or four weeks. They made some changes. They figured some things out. I don't see why we can't do that again next year. They're relatively young on that side of the ball, so they're just going to get better. My offensive line's finally intact. Like, if I'm Rodgers, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm back. We don't need to talk about this. I signed an extension. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere unless we win the Super Bowl. I may change my mind. So, you know, don't hold me to being here, but if we win the Super Bowl, things may change. And then everybody starts laughing and that's the end of it. Yeah. I think everything you said is fair. I wish you would just say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to live out my contract here. I'm going to play the next two years and then I'm going to ride off into the sunset. I'll be living with blue earth or, or Mallory Edens or whoever he's dating. Mallory Edens. That story is amazing. I don't believe I forgot who it was on Twitter. Some Packer fan that's like popped up and kind of become a little bit of famous on social media. He posted something. I think it must have been from Instagram or something. Uh, and it was Mallory Edens. It was Randall Cobb's wife and Mercedes, Mercedes Lewis wife all together posing for a picture. This was like a couple of weeks ago. Wow. And the, the dude on Twitter, whoever it is, I'm sorry. I, I don't remember your Twitter account, but it was like, that has to be real. Like that Mallory Edens story has to be real. Why else would she be hanging out with those two? If she wasn't hooking up with Rogers at this point, so who for Aaron, you know, and I was out with Bart. I did Bart's podcast yesterday and I was Bart like, Winkler show. I was like, got to check how old Mallory Edens is. I, I, for some reason thought she was still like 17, 18 years old. She's like 26, 27 yeah. years old. There's a power couple right there, but no, no. So going back to reality here though, man, um, I want him to just come out and say, I'll be back next year, but he keeps like hinting in these interviews because he says Christian Watson, not only for this year, but for next year, or for the future, like he, he drops little hints. But the only reason I'm not upset about this is because I think his main focus every year is on the season that's taking place, the season stop. on hand, you know? Just so stop. he's been, but like, he's been doing this for four weeks. We were all laughing at them. They were four and eight. They got yeah. destroyed by Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. 
And he's like, well, I'm going to continue to play until we're mathematically eliminated. I think we could go on a run. And we're all like, ha, 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 ha. All right, go to bed, old man. And now here they are playing a playoff game on Sunday night. If he comes out and he says, well, if we win the Super Bowl, that's putting into the locker room to those young guys that, hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think he wants them taking one step nice. at a time, man. Fair, we're fair just enough. learning how to, how to get positive yardage on sure. the runs, okay? Yeah, fair so, enough. I think we're going to take one step at a time, but I'm with you. And I, and I do agree. He's become a little bit of far. He's become a little bit of a diva. Every year we go through this. On Sunday, I don't care. Every year we go through, is he playing or is he not playing? Is he playing or is he not playing? I mean, he's become Favre Jr. I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't, I think he's fine with it now because that's his buddy Farvey or whatever the hell he calls him. Um, so I, I think he's probably fine with that comparison, but that's exactly what's going on. There's first of all, why play the game? Right? Why are you? Why are we playing this game for? You're not going to leverage a new deal. They just gave you a very rich deal. We can make like fifty nine million dollars next year. So you playing this dumb game of I don't know if I want to play or if I do want to play. Is it I want to play with Devante? So now I'm going to try and figure out how to get my butt over to Las Vegas to go play with Devante. That's why we're going to play this game. Because if that's the case, then you're really going to make everybody in this state mad at you forever if that's what's going on. So I don't see the reason of playing the game in my heart of hearts. I'm a thousand percent sold. This dude's coming back. Like I, yeah. I'm not wavering at all. I just hate the game playing. I hate it. And if I hate it and you don't like it, cause I'm not going to say hate, but you don't like it. What do you think Goody thinks of all this? And Mark Murphy and Russ ball. What do you think they think of all this nonsense? Goody's already had to answer it once in a press conference earlier in the season. And he just said, Hey, we just gave him a brand new contract. Like, I'm not too concerned about him coming back yeah. at this point. You know, he'll say whatever he wants to say, but I just gave that dude a lot of money because he is going to screw them big time if he walks away. And I don't think he's walking away. I think he's back. He loves being the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. And every year, every time they interview the guy about anything that has anything to do with the Packers, Leroy could be going into the Hall of Fame. He's going to give you every accolade. He'll bring up stuff from yeah. 1996. He loves the tradition. I don't think he would ever play for another team. I think he gets pissy. And I think that he gets those ideas that kind of pop up in his head, like, hey, I could go to San Francisco or I could go to Las Vegas. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I just, I don't think it. it. It's like what everybody goes through. You know, one day you show up, you're driving to work, you're like, God, should have did construction. Seems easy. But then you I've never thought that in my life. No, 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 I know that. I'd was... be happy to know driving into a radio station, never once in my life did I think to myself, well, I should have done something. Because you never else had board out for the Milwaukee Admirals. You were going home. I did that. I bored out the Admirals back in 1999 and 2000 at ISN. And that building at ISN back in the day, this was when we were on Wells, yeah. connected to the TV station. There was a spiral staircase, right? That went from the first floor to the second floor. The on-air studio for ISN was on the bottom floor. There was a reel-to-reel machine there as well on, on the bottom floor. And then there was another uh, upstairs. There were the production studios in 97.3, which was uh, Light 97 or whatever it was back in the day. We were the only two radio stations. And then there were production studios up there. Back in the day, man, I'd be like running upstairs to cut a highlight, running back down the spiral staircase, hopefully before the commercial break ended, in yeah. order to get back to board up or before another highlight was scored uh, to put it on to, from reel to reel to cart Horvath to cart. Right, I won't complain. Yeah. So you had to, did you have to cut the tape? Yeah. You had to mark it and the whole deal. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's how it was back in the day. Now, ah, no running around. Everything's on computers. Board up in the Admirals game. Now that's simple stuff, man. Simple, simple stuff. Aaron, Aaron, uh, 
Uh, Aaron is easy to work with. Aaron Sims. Oh, yeah. yeah, but no. But I mean, even from that from that perspective, um, I'm just trying to think. Have I ever? You know, no, I don't. I don't think I've ever regretted doing radio. You've regretted doing radio at some point. No, not radio, but like past jobs. Oh, I guess. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think I've ever. I'm fortunate. I never. I don't think I was ever in that situation going to a radio station where I was like, oh man. No, I don't think so. I got well, lucky. I, think, I think that's Rogers, though. I think he thinks probably sometimes, man. It'd be nice to go play for Kyle Shanahan. It'd be great to have Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey. I think that's probably what he thinks about sometimes. Hey, I'd probably have more Super Bowl rings if the defense could get a stop ever. Or I'd probably Maybe have more Super Bowl rings if yeah. we made a phone call and brought in Odell Beckham Jr. and he didn't go to the Rams. I think that that's probably what goes through his head every once in a while. Let's be honest. He could say it doesn't matter to him. What do you think matters the most to him? His legacy, how he's going to be remembered. And I think he needs that second ring. I, I definitely know exactly. that he needs that second ring, and that's why I don't think he's retiring. He's not going anywhere. He had some bad weeks. We also have to remember he was like 50%. He got hurt. He was hurt yes. this season. Yeah. Yep. He's been much better the last couple of weeks. Still right. makes still makes some terrible throws, though. Don't get me wrong. So prediction time. We're both taking the Packers, right? I am, but it's going to be a close game. I'm, I think it's going to be a sweat. I think they might be down a couple times in this game, oh even in the second God. half. I'm going to say 27-24 Green Bay and Mason Crosby game-winning field goal. You haven't been wrong very much this year, so I'm not going to sit here and blast you. I think I've actually I, I, hit the last six predictions or something. Yeah, predictions. You've, you've been rolling. I, I still think the Packers, like Rieger said, this is Rodgers' chance to go. Lambeau Field, you're on the magic carpet ride. I don't think it's going to go that way. I, I'll say the Packers by 10 uh, and win this one. Not roll out the helmets by 17 or 20 or nothing like that, but by by, by, by 10 or so in that area, and a rather comfortable victory uh, for uh, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we'll do it again uh, coming up. Horvath, what do you think of this idea? I'm springing on him right now. Uh, what do you think of doing a post-game uh, live streaming podcast after the game on Sunday night? Sunday night, I'm in. All right, that's what we'll do then. Sunday I'll be night. doing on Sunday watching the game. Oh, I'm also hosting the uh, chat for BetQL, so I'll tweet out that oh. link. So I'll give all my favorite bets and player props in there before the kickoff. And, and uh, also, right. Also, by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be already done. But as we tape this Friday afternoon, I'm actually on Ryan's show tonight, Friday night uh, at 6:40 Central Time. So looking forward to being on uh, with a show. Yeah, we got a new producer. Well, we got a couple new producers, and the kid's like, have you ever heard of uh, Sparky Pfeiffer? And I said, yeah, I think I've heard of him. <laughs> I thought he was messing with me. I don't think he was, though. He probably really was. Podcast has, together, has no idea whatsoever. Some new guy. It, it's, it's totally fine. So I'm looking forward to that. It's all three of you there tonight? Uh, two of us. Remember, Trista's in Sacktown. She's going to the Kings game this weekend. Yeah, I want she to just talk got to back you. from vacation, so it was time for her to go back to vacation. I can't talk. I had 10 days off and COVID. I got a bone pick with her, too. You can't be going, oh, I'm going to Sacktown. Here I come, blah, 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 blah. And then get on a video and go, our Warriors, blah, 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 blah. Our Warriors. Man, That's her not... thing. So she likes, to try to, she likes to try to jinx or mush the Warriors. But last year, she jinxed them into winning the title. So I just – She can I mean, stop. She jinxed the Suns. Everybody's seen that video where well, she was then I don't want her on the Kings bandwagon, for God's sakes. If something happens to Sabonis or Fox while she's there, this is all going to be on her then. I'm trying to get her on the Lions bandwagon. I got her at Jared Goff jersey <laughs> and Jamal Williams, a uh, little like uh, like two-piece thing going on. Yeah. 
I want her on the Lions bandwagon. Then we'll get her on San Francisco. That's yeah, week to week. Yeah, dress her up for the She's show. She's a Cowboys fan, so if it comes down to McCarthy oh. against Rodgers, we got that going for us. That is good, yeah. All right, Ryan Horvath, follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Post-game podcast, we'll live stream it on Twitter from uh, at Sparky Radio, so make sure to tune it in. We'll do that coming up on Sunday night after the Packers uh, play the Detroit Lions. Have a good one. Toodles.